0: What
1: will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Welcome to Leverage Addicts, the podcast for investors looking to maximize returns through leverage. Join host, seasoned mortgage professional and real estate enthusiast, Blandon Lerm, as we explore property investing strategies and learn how to navigate the market to build new wealth. The other day, I had the privilege to interview a client, Jane, who embodies what it truly means to be a leverage addict. Now, she's a leading salesperson at the Barfoot and Thompson. She's been the top 10 agent across all branches 13 years in a row. She's a super investor with renovations and a top tier property expert with a impressive portfolio and a ton of knowledge that she is about to share in this podcast recently completing a six-lot development. She's a testament to the power of strategic investing. So join us as we explore her journey, celebrate her achievements, and uncover some of the best-kept secrets in her property investing strategy. And most importantly, she, again, is the definition of a leverage addict with over 10 mil of mortgages, and she is still looking for more. Now, kicking off the podcast, we got to know Jane a little bit as I asked her about her property investing journey and what motivated her to take this path. And she shared about how she migrated to New Zealand with her husband, Dragon, how she got into real estate and how her first property mentor really encouraged her to go into property investing and building a massive portfolio. Let's hear what she's got to say.
0: Oh, thank you, Blandon, so much for your introduction. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, thanks for the invitation today, you know. So, mm, yeah, bring me so many, you know, thoughts to the old days. And also when I look, didn't think about the mortgage. You know, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's really uh, enjoying bone jelly. And I'm, um, yeah, me and my husband are really, really proud of uh, what we have done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also we are definitely really blessed and we are very lucky. Um so we came to New Zealand two thousand one um mm-hmm. uh, for my um further education. So I went to Auckland University for my master's degree. Yeah. Wow. Uh the international business, oh, wow. yeah. I was like doing some export in China mm-hmm. before I came here. So I'm like department manager for exporting stuff, you know, to overseas. But um Um yeah, when we get to New Zealand, I think because my husband, yeah, was thinking to do something about real estate. That's totally a new area for me. Uh so so but lucky I think I joined Buff and Thompson in two thousand two. So that's like twenty-one years back now. Mm -hmm. So I remember it's September two thousand two. So the market was really, really (laughs) horrible. But I for for new immigrants probably I have no idea. Mm, so what we want is to study and also start working and make some income to survive and uh, maybe settle in a country, yeah. in a totally new country. Yeah. Actually, um, we really started from zero of this um new country. And uh, we uh, join real estate just for working purpose to have some um, living, yeah, to have the living income, for uh, the income for living. Mm-hmm. So we really, really, but I think we get into... Uh, property investment in actually, um, one year later. Mm-hmm. So actually we are, um, yeah, I, I think we are lucky because we met in the first year of the real job. I met so many property investors. Mm-hmm. So I think at that time when the market is down, the market was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, the investors actually coming out to buy properties really? at yeah. the bottom. So we didn't know what happened before we come, but I think um, coming to today, 20 years later, I realized I think 2000 is also the Australia, I think, closed the door to New Zealander mm. uh, who can go into Australia and get all the, you know, enjoying the same citizenship benefit from. Yeah, I think 2000 is a, is a year which they closed the policy. I think so many people went to from. From New Zealand to Australia. Yeah. So I think the market, but from 2002, the market start climbing up from the bottom, very bottom. Mm-hmm. So I think I joined at the very early stage of the, um, real estate start moving, Boom. mm, yeah. booming. Yeah, maybe very early stage. So, so I think 2003, that's, I think that's why when you're looking back, the mm-hmm. history, actually, you still learn more mm-hmm. because you review and then actually you, Understand the deeper and more. Yeah. So, uh, so I think in 2003, when i selling, I'm trying to sell to my customers, to my clients. And I I actually um, got the chance to know some very good, successful investors, including actually around the oh, wow. the leader of the renovations. He was still very passionate and um, running, opening more tofu shop. <laughs> and uh, so, but he, um, I think he realized, and I think at that time, there's another property coaching class called Rich Mastery. Yeah. So then I heard that class from them. So basically, I actually, um, yeah, watched a few similar um, because of my clients and my customs, you know, talking about it, follow the strategy, which Rich, Rich Mastery gave into them. Mm-hmm. So I think at that time run as well. So he actually joined the rich Mastery and uh, he came and uh, took his family, whole family, you know, came to buy in Mount Wellington, Pamuah, those, mm-hmm. um, I think, a potential, you know, good potential area. The mm-hmm. cash flow was very high at the time yeah. for those
1: suburbs. For listeners who don't know, renovations are property mentors and their strategy at the time was to look for two bedroom units that have enough floor areas for a third bedroom That way you could increase the rental income and increase the valuation. This allows them to recycle the equity sooner so that they can invest in another property. I haven't looked into exactly what they're doing now, but that was the strategy back then. But when I looked through Jane's historic purchases, I saw that After several years, she started to steer away from buying units. She took an interest in buying properties that are sitting on big pieces of land that has development potential. In this segment, I asked her what made her change her strategy and how it actually evolved over time with the finance environments changing and property environment changing as well.
0: Yeah, I think for the last 20 years, it's like one generation. So it's like when you're looking back, it's like quite... Um, easy to talk, but actually when you're um, at the beginning of 20 years, I think that's very different. And also, I think a property investment strategy is very different, totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think at that time, because people just been through very high interest rate, like 20%, 15%, 10%, the minimum. So I think, uh, for the investors, they really, really Mm, be killed by the high mortgage rate, so which actually never been happened in last ten years. So people who join the real estate in last ten years is very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think at that time, um, Rich Master is talking about, you know, when they coaching those um, buyers, investors, they just uh, really, really number one priority is the cash flow. Mm-hmm. So the formula is ten percent cash flow return. Mm-hmm. Mm. Any property you're buying, you need at least get ten percent. Cash flow return, otherwise not working. So, for example, um, in Mount Wellington and a property eight hundred square meters, you can get for one hundred fifty thousand, less than two hundred thousand. So that's twenty, yeah, that's twenty years back. Twenty, yeah, twenty two years back. So that's the price, and the rental income is three hundred, yeah. So if you pay one hundred fifty, you get three hundred per week. Then that's ten percent. And uh, and also that's not hard to find. If you buy unit, even like the the unit I bought in Mount Wellington Highway, so Mm -hmm. I paid for hundred thirty thousand, but I'm getting for two hundred sixty easily. Yeah, two hundred fifty, two hundred sixty. So that's ten percent return as well. So that's right opposite today's silver park. But at that time, there's no silver park at all.
1: So when Jane started investing in Mount Wellington. Sylvia Park was non-existent. And if you're not from Auckland, Sylvia Park today is one of the most sought after first home buyer suburbs. Here she talks about why Rong Ho Fong advocated to invest in Mount Wellington when no one else did and some insights to what drove those decisions.
0: I think uh, at that time as a new immigrant we have not really deep idea of the Auckland city, you know what's going to happen, but uh, at that time it was you know, some people, is like Ron has already know, and uh, the civil park, the Kiwi, I think Kiwi property already bought the land, going to develop a huge more. But I think at that time, and for people, you know, we always believe what we have seen, you know, yeah. we always believe what's already there. Yeah. It's really hard for people to believe something in the future. So even they heard, even they know, but the confidence just not there. So I think at that time as agents, um, I tried, you know, I tried to give out the news. Uh, actually last, uh, I think the first 10 years of risk, I re- we did tell so many investors we knew come to buy my wellington, come to buy around the silver park and come to buy the, as, but the, I come to buy cash flow, you know properties, is not maybe exactly 10%, but uh, 8%, 9%, uh, a little bit lower cash flow, but still we will make money in the future when the more happened. Okay. And okay. also, I think, uh, because also like uh, around uh, the dofu shop, I think at that time he was called like a dofu king or some, so he actually, um, he started moving his interest and passion to real estate, but he actually, um, he gave me a lot of like news from the, you know, the government and the, the, the future, you know, what's a plan, city plan, council plan. So, so I think we, I got a lot of message from some very good, uh, good people, good investors. And uh, I think from cash flow 10% formula, yeah, eventually, uh, we start to be more flexible. And then then we realize, you know, 10% or even more than 10% is getting harder and harder in Auckland with the booming, you know, like 2002 with the price increase, 150 not achievable anymore. So then you have to pay 200,000, 250 to buy property. So so basically, I think the 10% formula is not working.
1: Now, if you've been following along, Jane puts on many different hats from top real estate agent in Barfoot to actively building on her property portfolio. But that's not all. She also juggles the role of being the mother to three kids. In the following segment, we explore how Jane strikes a balance between property investing, her role at Barfoot, and a family that she looks after. She also shares how these two spheres surprisingly enhance each other, and how she learned to become more efficient with all that she was doing and prioritizing what's really important.
0: Yeah, I think working hard—that's uh, the the hardworking ethic. I think that's the foundation. That's the basic. And uh, uh, but I um, comparing with real estate and and uh, also the mom of three children, I definitely more yeah very proud and enjoying you know the motherhood and uh, also yeah my children all excellent go to church, study hard, and uh, I guess. You know, for parents, hardworking parents, you pass that kind of habit or impression to them uh, naturally. So that's a good part of hardworking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so then, yeah, I think from my kids when they were little, when they write um, about the image of myself, you know, mom, you know, the teacher always asks them, "Oh, what's your mom like?" You know my my mom story so actually i'm so impressed you know how they catch how they caught our character so so well because my daughter said oh mom love laughing always like to wear pretty so I said, oh really (laughs) okay so so you you pass them i think you're teaching them in your life in the real life by your attitude and your working ethic so that's um i think that's really uh good motivation for me keep busy and uh and also you're busy working hard and you get um, rewards mm-hmm. from your achievement. You Say you, like I add in my my, I become like top of the branch mm-hmm. uh, one year. I think just first uh, full financial year, um, me and the dragon become rocket of the year of the whole company. Mm-hmm. So without even <clears throat> knowing what's like, there is a kind of award there mm-hmm. called the Rocky of the year. So we just, um, I think the last month we become, yeah, the the top. So we've been, we've been given big prize and a lot of, you know, joined a lot of celebrations. So that's really enjoyable. Then you increase your income. Then you start realizing uh, you can not only working for real estate, also you can become an investor because I think the good part for the uh, between 2002, you know, and the 2010. Mm-hmm. And that time, the bank lending is really, really different as well. You know, yes. so mm, today, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think in the first uh, ten years, let me call my uh, 20 years real estate like two two side in like two parts. You know, first ten years and second ten years. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting actually mm-hmm. to review them because that time lending is much easier. So I could borrow money if I. I'm confident, I'm brave to borrow money, and then I could basically 10% should be still be okay to, to yeah. get the loan, mm, 10% deposit. So I think at that time, really, this part is really much more enjoyable, you know, than how hard we are today to borrow money. Mm-mm. But I guess the environment is different. Mm. People mm, at that time scared to borrow money, you know, don't really many people um, put the money into real estate maybe because that mortgage also the the interest rate also very high yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, you know i've been working in china for 10 years already you know my husband Mm -hmm. been in china for so we came here more mature we are not Mm -hmm. like come here just for um although i went to the university for study for my like master degree further Mm -hmm. education but we have been through the um, i came here in my 30s Mm -hmm. so i kind of um, so i having children quite late but uh, I think, but just like more mature. And then I think I always take a positive side of the busy life. You know, you're mm-hmm. m- busy. And all I found the busier you are, I think the more efficiency. Yeah. That's another thing, you know, because you are busy, um, really busy. You have to, and also I hate to lose balance. I think for 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 many times, you, you could feel really struggle to balance them because yeah. you want to stay with your children, but then the client's, is calling you, you know, you have to you really want to do the business as well. So so I think a family support, there are many other things, you know, then but I think a balance is important. So but I think that the busy life also make you trying to be very efficient. So for same one hour, you you feel you need to use them, you know, you don't lose those precious time to to try to get time left for your for the family, for the children, you know, then, and also the the relationship of the parents and the, the you know, as wife and husband, yeah. especially me and the um, dragon working all the time, you know, together, yeah. you know, so many couples think, oh, that's, that's definitely not
1: working. <laughs> yeah. Unquestionably, the landscape of property investing and financing has transformed significantly since Jane started investing. However, certain investing principles stand the test of time. Coming up, Jane shares two to three of her key lessons that she would tell herself if she could go back in time, 10, 20 years. And these lessons would go well for new investor looking to get into property investing as well. Let's see what she's got to say.
0: Property investment itself, like I mentioned, you know, when I started, the, I think I followed the, the rich mastery strategy, you know, cash flow, cash flow, even run strategy, you know, when he bought the property himself, also looking to cash flow very much. Mm. Uh, so, but I think um, uh, if I could uh, get out from there earlier, maybe my investment portfolio will be more successful. And uh, I think the cash flow is important, but uh, the the capital gain, the equity you gain from the invested property still making the wealth for you. Mm-hmm. So mm, the most, um, um, you know, uh, wealth for your, for your investment portfolio. So mm-hmm. I think maybe if I could balance more, not only just buy um, cash flow because we, and also another thing is we buy cash flow individual, like a unit, individual unit is, um, like you, you bought has no, and then because the cash flow is so high, then you see, and also you pay only ten percent deposit. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you could like when you bought the one or two, you got good equity. You can buy the third one without deposit. So basically, it's like rolling the slow ball. You know, you could from small ball rolling to bigger, mm, or even zero uh-huh. percent. So I think at that time maybe it's working quite well. So I bought quite a few small units one after another. Um So but then but then when later when the um, interest rate coming down and uh, when the uh, property price going up booming after booming the price going up quickly and then you realize the price jumping up much more for those property have land than the units i bought Mm -hmm. so like i remember when i selling you know when glean Innes, when they um, the, the creating communities, you know, when they start uh, selling the those government, yeah, when they start um, selling those land out and then rezoning the whole area. So I've been telling so many of my um, investors, say, "Oh, come to buy the rezoning suburbs," because Glen like Mount Wellington, um, especially Glen the England, I think they've been doing the rezoning um, yes. in two thousand. Yeah, I think the first ten years when I started. So, so they. They Try to convert a look, like we call like 7a, 7b, those to higher density. Yes. So, those land I think those 800 uh, square meters land, one square meter land, only cost 200,180 to buy. <laughs> and uh, yeah. even later on, double still 350, 360. Um, but because I'm so focused, or you know, the coaching so focused on the Mm, cash flow. So we miss to buy those properties. You know, we could buy maybe two units, but, uh, um, but if we buy even one land, uh, with less cash flow, then I think the, the, the equity, the property equity gain is much higher than the unit I put in. So, so I think that's one lesson I kind of learned after or yes. I think after 5-10 years the difference is quite huge and uh, uh, so the first 10 years I only bought cash flow but I think after 10 years uh, when I my confidence or m- when I because I deal different investors different strategies so that's a good part of real estate work yes. because um, uh, me and the dragon not only dealing with like the home buyers we yes. dealing a lot of whole, uh, investors yeah. and some are really smart and uh, you see um some very successful stories and mm-hmm. then that kind of motivated um ourselves as well as investor so i think we uh, review like last 20 years we are very uh cool and lucky we are not only just focused for real estate the business we also um, kind of um, put ourselves as part of the investors you know just mm-hmm. so we buy and hold and yes. um, doing the the most easy way <laughs> for yeah. property uh, investing. Um, but I think that just the category you are buying from cash flow move to capital gain and to be like a more compilation. Mm-hmm. And then so we are selling, I, I think in uh, 2008, when the economy recession causing a lot of trouble for property uh, investors, um the I think that the market was like still very different from today's like tough market or quiet period. So at that time, it's like more re, like a re, um, the whole, the, the investor being re, um, how to say, some died, some coming in. Another lesson, maybe, maybe to carry on this topic and uh, another lesson, maybe I should say, I should start my, maybe development (laughs) earlier. I was so scared and not so busy. Started in 2001, also 2021, two years back. Yeah, 2021. So I've been, I think I deliberately uh, dragged on the BCRC. I was so scared. And also... (laughs) I'm scared to even I have a huge mortgage today, but I'm still scared to use like the construction loan. The um, I puny, puny just wanted the bank loan, you know, yeah. which I think is the cheapest. But actually, I think um your guys also offer like the um, money from finance company, you know, from also construction loan. So I never really um get into that part until you know because we had a few minutes to talk about that, you know. Then you. Also helped me to borrow money from the finance company. I think if I could um, realize that earlier, maybe I should. I, I could start my development earlier, and also um, because my development just dropping into COVID period. So so from one year um, construction dragged into two almost two years. I think we didn't make um, like um, fatal house. You know the 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 mistake which kill you. You know I think it's kind of just. Um, Mm um, okay. yeah, I think the mistake you still could uh um, kind of uh, be learning and yeah. then make maybe make up later. Um you always gain from your lessons. Mm. Uh another thing I think it's important is you have professional yeah. If you have no experience, it's really um better to follow someone who have been Doing this for years and being successful. I think that will save a lot of uh, lessons and a uh, time. So I think like for me, I have like Ron, I have rich mastery for the coaching. So even the strategy not really working later, but uh, that's why Ron also changed his strategy, you know, in the last 10 years when he has his um, coaching to the group. So I think we learn from our lesson, but I think for new, new beginners, it's really important to don't, don't try to experience everything yourself, you know, because some lesson you can't afford. Yeah. <laughs> you could just buy. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's why Blender want to get all this, you know, us to be here to do mm-hmm. some talking, gaming stories. I think you have to, I always remember, you know, my colleague, um, uh, Mike, you know, when I started from uh, start doing, start selling the rural because I do residential, like all the agents in central only do residential. But I think uh, after the second year, I start going to like the south start doing some rural uh, mm-hmm. selling. So rural is very different from the residential in the central. Yeah. So, but I think we always want to learn new stuff. Um, And my colleague said to me, Uh, Jane, you have to work hard, but you also have to work smart. I think that's the thing. You know, you have to think when you are doing the business. Mm -hmm. You need to really find out what's the principle, what's the, um, you know, and that's why I think, like, also because we are, we become investor, we also, um, understand the real estate, you know, Mm -hmm. because for Auckland properties, there's a pretty cool cycle. Actually, it's quite, um, um, you could really, um, could find kind of the horizon. Mm-mm. Like they said, every seven years, the venue doubled. And that's actually true because after 21 years, it's like three cycles, almost three cycles. So if you work, even you don't, I mean, it's, it's very close to that kind of a model. So, so, um, and, uh, I mean, you just need to think. All the time when you like you playing sports, good sports people, you need to understand the sports, you know, and um, so, so, so give some time to think (laughs) and understand the real estate.
1: Yeah. Jane highlighted the significance of adding a land bank into the portfolio for massive capital growth and also cash flow that's going to allow it to sustain. She expressed a wish to embark on property development earlier if she could. She also emphasized how mentor was key to her success because the mentor will help her avoid the costly mistakes and expedite the result that she's looking for. Above all, she talks about the secret ingredient to real estate is actually time. With these insights, I then follow up with a question on what makes her real estate business different and how she sets herself apart.
0: So that's why we, me and the dragon, we like to call ourselves more um, property consultant, real estate consultant advisor than a real estate agent. Because you, you're not only helping your, like you're helping your client to find the home, but the, why that home is for them. Not another one, not anything. And that uh, you help investor to find a um, good investment property, not anything. So, and also some properties will never give you cash flow or equity gain, you know. So I think firstly, you need to try to avoid to make a mistake when you're buying, not getting too emotional. I think that there are so many, so many things involved when you are buying a real estate. It's a huge, huge asset. So, yes. so, so. I think that's that's make the each agent really different, and also I think um, as agent you have to be really people person
1: because um, a lot of frustrations from the business. It goes without saying, collaborating with Jane allows a buyer to gain all of that expertise that she has in properties. You get instant access to that expert level knowledge. I expressed my gratitude for her time that day and how she generously shared a whole lot of knowledge that we can all take away. And here's a quick overview how you can engage with her.
0: Uh, maybe to scan or WhatsApp and uh, or maybe text me, you know, just to give out my phone number, you know, just text me. And then uh, I have a tea room, you know, i um, in or like I have my own personal office like a yeah. uh, nice tea Chinese tea there really um pleasant because I think to be to be in a real estate agency for like a, for- tw- more than twenty years you need to re- you need real passion mm-hmm. you need real we really love it i think you know it gives us so much so we love to uh take time to sharing our experience knowledge to whoever interests to get into the business i think that's really give us more maybe rewards or pleasant than just doing one deal, you know. The win-win feeling is the the most enjoyable feeling for us. And uh like um this Wednesday, I think the past Wednesday we had one auction, the owner in Australia, the buyer, first home buyer, so they both like really trusting us and they made the <clears throat> decision in the auction. So and then that thing, you know, the seller is really released because they sold on the hammer. Then they trust us. The feedback is is really, um, you know, because the market is really, really tough. The market is low. So they reduce the expectation. Mm-hmm. And the purchase actually um, push themselves, you know, over a little bit over the budget. Mm-hmm. So then the both party can, can be happy, you know, and make quick decisions. So we feel we've been trusted, you know, we feel we've been giving the authority to give them a go.
1: Uh, Thanks so much for the
0: opportunity. (laughs) Okay, lovely.
1: So that wraps up our insight session with Jane, her modest renovations to commanding a $10 million leverage on her impressive portfolio. My thoughts are this episode really encapsulates the power of strategic investing and really honing on that skill. So leverage Alex out there. I hope you found value in this episode and Jane's sharing. And if you did, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share this episode with just one friend who will benefit from this journey. Until next time, I'll talk to you guys again.